This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. I have my co-host, Chris Knutson, here with me on today's episode. And today we are going to do what we really enjoy doing and answer more of our listener questions. We get many questions from engineers on different career advice, sometimes even personal advice, personal development advice. So we are going to dive into that today. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Anthony. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, you know, rock and rolling along here. We got some good feedback on our last listener question episode, so I'm excited about getting into this next episode here. And before we do that real quickly, what I'd like to do is just offer a word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. We're, we're really happy about having PPI sponsor the show. They allow us to keep this show free, which is awesome for all of our listeners. If you're thinking about taking the FEP or SE exam this year, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam preparation. For a special 15% discount, use the promo code COACH at ppitopass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use the promo code COACH at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. All right, now I want to give you a quote related to the episode today that's going to bring us into the main segment of the show and we can tackle these questions. The quote is from George Lucas and it goes as follows. If you want to be successful in a particular field or endeavor, I think perseverance is one of the key qualities. It's very important that you find something that you care about, that you have a deep passion for, because you're going to have to devote a lot of your life to it. And again, that's from George Lucas. All right, let's jump into the main segment of the show. All right, we're ready to start tackling some listener questions here in the main segment. The show notes for today's show will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash 79. That's the number 79. The show notes will contain a summary of the points that Chris and I go over today in responding to these questions. We'll also add any resources, websites, or other books that we might mention during the episode. And again, that's engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash the number 79. All right, the first question we're going to answer is from Stephen in San Antonio, Texas. He's a recent graduate. His question was, I am currently an active duty Air Force officer with a BS in civil engineering and working towards my master's in civil engineering, currently 33% complete. I am a tactical air control party officer, which is non-engineering related, but I do intend to pursue a civil engineering career if I separate from the military. I am curious what advice you have for someone who wants to enter the engineering workforce with five to six years of military leadership experience, but very limited engineering experience outside of the academic world. All right. So this question, I'm going to obviously kick this over to Chris. He's had similar experience uh, being that he was in the Air Force for over 20 years. But one thing I will say is that this doesn't necessarily have to just apply to someone that's in the military because there's a lot of engineers that I know that didn't start in engineering and they made a transition. So with that, Chris, why don't you jump in here? Yeah, Anthony. On this one, actually, Stephen and I connected on email several times. And of course, I'm a civil engineer officer in the Air Force with, with really over 21 years of experience there. Essentially, what came out of the email exchanges is I ended up connecting him with a section that exists within the Air Force civil engineer community that does pavements evaluations. And the work that, that Stephen is doing 
is as a tactical air control party officer, he is an individual, an airman who is out literally on the front lines with army troops, typically army troops, who are directly engaged with an enemy. And so he's literally on the front line. He's one of the airmen that's helping to call in airstrikes and uh, also air support, like airdrops and things like that, you know, help the people that are, that are there out on the front lines defending the nation. So there also is this linkage that he can have there with some civil engineering activity. So long story short, I, I ended up connecting him with, uh, with some individuals who are involved with doing payment evaluations for the Air Force. There's an actual section at an, at an Air Force base that's down in, in Florida, and they actually go out all throughout the entire year, all over the world, doing payment evaluations of, of airfields, specifically airfields, both at Air Force bases and civilian airfields and other locations. And it's a pretty, pretty amazing outfit. They, they have some great equipment, some kind of cutting edge type of equipment to go out and do the evaluations. And so anyway, I hooked Stephen up with, uh, with those people to give him an opportunity perhaps to learn some of what they do, which will then also allow him to, to fulfill his requirement as this tactical air control party officer to a greater degree because he's got those skills. Also, because he's looking at going into a civil engineering career after he gets out of the military, it's a great segue to give him some, some practical experience so that if, when and if he decides to go for the professional engineer's exam, he does have some engineering work that's there. And Anthony, I'll just real quick kind of share, you know, we have a couple members that are in the, in the community who are military as well. We've communicated with them, you know, throughout while they were going after their PE. I help a lot of civil engineers and other engineers who are looking to go for the professional engineer's license who are military trying to figure out how to fulfill that really kind of fill out the application, applying their military knowledge to this civilian form. And, um, yeah, there's a little bit of a challenge there, but but it's something that we can help people with. So they can always reach out to us through the website. They can hit you at Anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com, or they can hit me at Chris at engineeringcareercoach.com, and one of the two of us can uh, you know kind of help us help them out. Yeah, and I think one thing that I'll add here, beyond just the idea of Stephen being in the military and trying to transition, and obviously Chris helped him, and he just explained how. I think there's an, also an overlying maybe takeaway here, which is networking, you know, having a network because basically, I mean, Steven was good enough to reach out to us and Chris has a network that's perfect to help him out and was able to connect him. So I think the big lesson is, you know, build your network, ask people for help when you need it, you know, and those two things can go a long way. And, and like Chris said, we changed our email addresses. We made them easier to access. So it's just Anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com, Chris at engineeringcareercoach.com, reach out to us. And, you know, hopefully we can help you or just build that network so that you can lean on people that can help you when you get into situations like this. All right, next question. Eric from Delaware, engineering student. I'm looking for business courses to take online to supplement my engineering education. What courses specifically would you recommend taking that would be helpful for the future? I'll take a crack at this one here. First of all, I have to, um, I have to plug our engineering career community a bit here because Chris and I built this community to focus on helping engineers to build their core skills, which you could also consider your business or management type skills. We focus on networking and communication in our monthly webinars. We're doing leadership. Chris is doing one on a followership. So that's engineeringcareercommunity.com. If you want to check that out, you can get a, a trial for 30 days, which you can at least check out the recorded webinars while you're in the trial. So check that out. 
an MBA program or an engineering management program could be helpful for you, depending on your very, your specific goals. And you should probably consult with someone that's done those different programs if you want to learn more about that. We can certainly try to provide more information. One of the things we are trying to do is get people on that have had an engineering management degree. Also, we're going to be interviewing an engineer who has his MBA and just did a, started a startup. I have an interview scheduled with him. So we're going to dive into those a little deeper. But those are certainly outlets for improving business skills, of course. And one other one that I'll recommend, which is kind of a more of a simplistic recommendation, is to read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you want to learn a little bit about business and finance, we did a podcast episode on that. And it really, the, the feedback we got was absolutely amazing. And I know it's more of a fundamental education on it. It's not like getting a, go out and getting a degree. But it was really a big, big episode for us. And it was actually episode 65. If you go to Tech Podcast, T-E-C-C podcast.com, you can find that. And we'll link to it in the show notes. Chris, you want to add anything here? Yeah, I think Anthony, obviously, I mean, the first thing we'd say is just, like, you know, to reiterate what you mentioned, go check out the community. I mean, there's a lot of discussion that we have in there that's related to uh, the business business piece of life. I mean, I would just call it engineering, but really of life. It's a great area to be able to get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of new knowledge and connect with other people who are actually in business development, et cetera. I did a business or an MBA distance. That was my master's degree. So I did an MBA through Colorado State University. Uh, Colorado State is one option. There's plenty of options that are out there. So if that's something that you have even remotely considered, I would I would suggest that you go out and take a look at the different MBA programs. If if something an executive MBA program in person isn't something that's compatible with what you are doing right now professionally, career wise, then then definitely look at uh, look at one of the online programs. I happened to do my MBA program online overseas. I was actually living in Europe uh, at the time that I did my MBA program online and. Uh, and it worked out pretty well. Another one that I threw out, and this is one that Anthony and I just became aware of here recently, is through Northwestern. They're uh, beginning an executive management for design and construction. So it's a master's of science in executive management. It uh, really combines a combination of, of design and construction. So it's probably a little more geared towards the the civil side of the business and civil and environmental. But um, you also have the business aspect. So it's not quite an engineering management degree. They're looking to try to introduce uh, some of the other core skills like leadership and, uh, and communications into it as well. So that one is out there. You can find out a little bit more information at uh, emdc.northwestern.edu, and we'll have the link for that website in the uh, show notes. I think the last thing is, I guess, Eric, you know, for Eric, it sort of depends on what is your level of commitment to try to develop these skills. Are you truly looking to get a degree, some type of certification, or are you just looking to you know, kind of build some skills and, and sort of do it ad hoc on your own? Because then the next thing I would say is, you know, there's there's about a, uh, probably a million books on business and sales and marketing that you can dig into. You can reach out to Anthony or I via email and we can share, you know, a long list of, of book titles that you can you can dig into. You can also look at Udemy or any of the other online education programs. And there's probably a million different course offerings, you know, for under a hundred dollars that have you know everything covering from again from sales to uh, you know to how to read a financial statement. So it, it sort of at the end of the day depends on what your goal and your ultimate outcome is that you're seeking, whether or not you're going to go through some kind of a formal program or something a little more ad hoc. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and also I'll mention Purdue. They have a really good uh, engineering management program. They've been a friend of the show, sponsor and sponsor of our Engineering Career Summit. And also, like Chris said, it's 100% right. Do you really want the actual degree or do you just want the training? Because there's other websites like Udemy and other ones out there where you can actually go and get courses without actually having to take a full degree and you can do everything online. So that's an option for you as well. And we will link to those in the show notes. All right. Next question is from Deepika, New York, engineering student. I have a question regarding my spouse who's coming to the USA within a few months. He has completed his bachelor's in electrical engineering and pursuing his master's. Could you please tell me what he's supposed to do? Should he finish his studies back home or continue here? What is the right path for him? Thank you. All right, Deepika, thank you for your question. And basically what I would say for this is if you're in New York, like you suggested, I would visit the New York State Department of Education website, look for the rules of getting a license in New York, look for the rules of, you know, if they accept education. I believe in New York, it's a case-by-case basis and they will evaluate it as such. So, so check that out. And if you need further assistance, email us. All right. Next question is from Anthony. I would say that one challenge I am facing involves one of my coworkers. I sit next to a guy in his 60s who has been a professor at various community colleges and likes to teach me or show me things occasionally. Although it doesn't happen that often, whenever he does show me something, he tends to talk a lot and waste my time. Instead of taking a few minutes to explain something, he can go on for more than 10 minutes, which distracts me from my work and reduces my efficiency. Moreover, he sometimes explains something that he had already shown me or something that I already know how to do. All right, Anthony, this is kind of a tricky one here. I think at the end of the day with this is that you're going to have to do something because obviously this person is going to be wasting a lot of your time. And you don't, obviously you want to be respectful and courteous, but you know, maybe you relocate somewhere with else, another location within the office, um, or maybe you come up with a strategy to cut a conversation short. But you know, I will say that if it's affecting you on a regular basis, don't, don't feel like you just have to be, you know, just to let it happen all the time, you know, try to make a move, try to take some action. Chris, do you have anything to add on this one? Yeah, I think on this this particular one, the you know the first thing I would I would recommend is is by all means be be courteous and kind. I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're working with this individual. There's absolutely no no need to be disrespectful or to be discourteous because you you wouldn't want the same thing in return to you. Let's say forty years from now. So, what I'd recommend a couple of things that just come to mind on this one are are just like Anthony mentioned, you could relocate somewhere else in the office. The other way to go about it is to is to just be upfront. It seems a little daunting at first, but if you just mention or have a sit down, or not even a sit down conversation with him, but just a conversation that's beyond him teaching you something or showing you something occasionally, just saying, "Hey, listen," really lay out the expectations. You know, like, "Hey, from time to time, I'm going to need. I'm, I'd like to ask you questions or ask for input." You put it into your time frame as opposed to his. So you're going to him asking him questions because my guess is if he's teaching at various community colleges, gentleman is is very likely very knowledgeable on what he's doing. I, I would suspect that he is. So if that's the case, he has knowledge, he has experience that can be of great benefit to you. You just need to be able to develop and find the way in which that you can tap into that knowledge and that expertise so that it, A, it doesn't drive you insane and B, doesn't distract you from your work and reduce your efficiency because that's that's really the last thing at the end of the day that you want to have happen. And, you know, this seems somewhat, perhaps to some people might seem somewhat crass, but one way to go about this is literally just to be completely upfront and just say, listen, you know, these, these constant interruptions these distract me. So find a time 
schedule a time if you need to once a week or whatever it might be for you to have that conversation with him. Because again, there's more than likely he has information that will be very beneficial to you in your career. Again, the gentleman's been doing this stuff for a long time. It sounds like you don't, you don't provide your age, but it sounds like probably a, a long time, much longer than you. So tap into that knowledge, but just do it in a way that is beneficial to you, beneficial to him, and doesn't distract you from the work that you need to do. Yeah, and this is kind of a timely question for me because I'm reading the book right now entitled Tuesdays with Maury, where it's written by Mitch Album, and he, when it was a true story, he went to visit his professor who was dying every Tuesday, and he got a whole bunch of wisdom from him. So you know, I kind of feel the same thing that Chris is saying is that there's probably a ton of wisdom there for you to kind of to take from that person. So you just have to go about it and do it, do it a way that um, you know is courteous and, and that you and that you can get that wisdom and still be still be kind to that person. Next question is from Cassie all the way in South Africa, a recent graduate. Actually, I say all the way from South Africa, but really, you know that the world is flat. That's why Chris is sitting in Germany. I'm sitting in New Jersey and we're doing this podcast together. So I guess it's not that far away. But her question is, I have recently realized that my need for a mentor to assist me with personal and career growth has come to a point where I no longer can ignore it. In my work, there is, however, no one I can turn to. The people in my circles don't have as much experience as me, and my master's degree supervisor has retired. I need help finding a mentor, at least a place where I can talk or meet someone that can become a friend and an example to me. Can you possibly assist me with this? Cassie, I mean, I think we can probably assist you with this for sure. There's quite a few resources that, that I can recommend out there. I mean, first of all, we have a podcast dedicated 100% to how to find a mentor, a specific podcast episode specifically dedicated where I went through the entire process with an engineer who was actually trying to find a mentor. And that's something that I will link to in the show notes of the show. Now, if you want to try to find a mentor, I can give you three different things that you can do. One of them, you can look for a mentor within your own company. If there's a special program, it sounds like for you, there isn't. But for those of you out there listening that might work for larger companies, especially, oftentimes they have a structured mentoring program where you can actually sign up for it and get assigned a mentor in your company. So that's one option. Another option is your professional associations. If you're involved with any kind of professional association there in Africa, go to meetings and meet people and try to either get a mentor just by meeting someone and networking, or a lot of these associations have, again, have structured mentoring programs that you can sign up for and they'll hook you up with a mentor. Another way you can do it is get on LinkedIn. There's thousands and thousands and thousands or millions of engineers on LinkedIn. You can reach out to people and say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. This is what my goals are. Can somebody help me? And I'm sure you'll be able to find someone, if not for a formal mentoring relationship, at least maybe to answer a few questions for you. And the last point that I'll throw out there is your college alumni, and not just your college alumni, but a lot of times schools have engineering alumni departments where you can actually get in touch with engineering alumni that might be a good mentor for you if you find someone in your industry. Oftentimes, people that graduated from school want to help people going to their alma mater. So that's a very good option. Chris, you have any uh, thoughts? Yeah, Anthony, I think the, the LinkedIn version is, uh, is really good. One of the things that you just need to do on that is you can go in and refine your search categories through there's an advanced search option and just make sure that you're refining it for perhaps engineers or other individuals that are doing the things that you want to be doing because essentially that's what you're looking for is you want to find a mentor that's going to be able to help you get to where you want to be. So So go out and do the search when you do it for what you want to be doing. And then just you're going to have to refine your message as you go along and making sure that you can clearly convey 
why you want to be doing what they're doing and, and then reach out to them. I personally have done this and I find that if you're just, you're very authentic in what you're looking for when you reach out to people, 90% of the time, they're going to be more than willing to answer your questions and you may even end up developing a relationship. The other thing that you could do is if you have a network that's already established is you can reach out to your network and ask them to help you find a mentor. So for instance, just recently, a, a member who's within the engineering career coach community, the engineer community, asked for a mentor and he was very specific in the types of things, aspects, characteristics, and, and values that he was looking for. And it just so happened that it, that it resonated with somebody who I personally know. So I was able to get him connected with this individual and they're now in a mentor-mentee relationship. It was exactly 100% what he was looking for. So in every case that may not be, that may not happen, but if you do reach out to your network, it's possible, especially if you come through and list, here's the qualities or the characteristics that I'm looking for, that if you can't find it directly, that somebody in your network will know somebody that they can get you connected with, and you'll ultimately find the individual that you're looking for to be your mentor. All right. One last question, then we'll jump into the Take Action Today segment. And the last question comes from Mustafa in Jordan. And his question is, hello, I want to travel and work in the USA. So first, I need to know the names and locations of engineering companies there and the process for being able to work there. I mean, basically, the answer to this question is, I mean, we got a lot of info at the Engineering Career Coach, but we certainly don't have details, processes, or, or ways to get your work visa in the U.S. or anything like that. That's something you're going to have to you know, go to the right sources and research. Again, try to find people that have come to the USA and worked as an engineer and seek their guidance on that. Also, I know that if you can narrow it down to the location within the U.S. that you want to come into, then you can look by a specific state and see what kind of guidelines, like we had the question earlier in the show that someone was coming to New York. So those would be basically recommendations for that. And again, there's a lot of information out there. And we do have, if you are in the engineering career community, we do have engineers in there for sure that have come to the US on a work visa and maybe have now stayed permanently. And you can get some information from them. So with that, let's jump into the Take Action Today segment of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about, just give some piece of advice on what you can do to move forward in the right way in your engineering career. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, we're going to give you one piece of advice that I think is really important because there's so much information out there in the world today. There's so many different courses, like we talked about the MBA, the Masters in Engineering. How do you know which ones to focus on? That's what we're going to get into. But before we do that, I'd like to offer you a word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Our listeners often ask what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEP or SE exam. Hands down, we recommend PPI. If you plan to take your exam soon, we have a special promo code for listeners of our podcast. Use promo code COACH for a 15% off of your order at ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use the promo code COACH at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. PPI's mission is simple. They want to help engineers pass the FEP and SE exams and advance their careers. Quality is paramount at PPI. In fact, it is the driving force behind everything they do. With best-selling exam review materials developed by PPI founder Michael Lindeberg and other experts in the industry, they have been the source and solution for passing the FEP and SE exams for more than 40 years. To see how PPI can help you pass your exam and for special offers and discounts exclusive to our podcast listeners, visit ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's ppi2pass.com forward slash coach. 
All right. So what I want to talk about today is your goals versus your actions. I think that this is really important. We got a lot of questions today about what should I do? Should I take a course? Should I get a degree? Should I get a license? And Chris and I know we digest a lot of content, a lot of personal development, a lot of leadership information, a lot of podcasts. And I guess the point that I want to make is that if you have goals, well, number one, if you don't have goals, you should set goals. And we've got plenty of podcasts and blog posts on goal setting. But once you have your goals and you're pretty clear about what they are, everything that you do should be lined up with those goals. So if you want to become a partner in a firm, then maybe an MBA or an engineering management degree makes sense for you. If you want to come to the US and work, then maybe there's steps that you should be taking or courses or applications you should be starting now. If you want to get your PE license, then maybe you need to be working on a certain kind of project or even bigger picture, working for a certain kind of company. So I think that this is really critical. And I think that this is something that we do at the Engineering Career Coach with our own goals and with you know some of the things that we want to do. We make sure that we're consuming content, we're meeting people that are going to help us with those certain goals. Chris, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I absolutely do on this one. I mean, the bottom line is, is you have to have goals. And the best thing to do then is the next piece that you have goals, you have to write them down. And just like you mentioned, Anthony, I mean, taking action towards them. If I have a goal to go out and get a certification and I'm not actually taking concrete steps to make it happen, then it's truly not a goal. And the reason it may not be a goal is it may not actually be in alignment with what I truly want to do. So the goal setting, which is important, you know, writing these goals down is vitally important. But then I guess maybe the next step is, is kind of stepping back and, and making sure that you clearly understand why you want to go after it. A number of the questions we touched on today, some of the people had what sounded to me like a very clear understanding of why they wanted to go after certain things. Stephen, who is one of the individuals I worked with quite a bit through email, had a very clear understanding of what it was that he was trying to accomplish. So the reason he was really reaching out to us is because he had a goal that he was trying to achieve that he was running up against a basically a brick wall. He didn't know what else to do. So he was reaching out trying to get information. There's other individuals who've asked some questions who who sound like they have a goal, but I, I'm not 100% certain that they really have it committed. You know, it's something that, that's a committed goal that they're after. Once you commit to these goals, then the actions that you're going to take become almost second nature. I mean, you have become so passionately involved in whatever that goal is that you're after that you're going to do whatever it needs to take to make it happen. Those are really the goals that you should be pursuing. If you're not passionate about them, it just becomes a, it's a burden. It's not a goal. And, and the motivational, I mean, at least for myself per, personally, if there's stuff that I've got to jump into and I've got to work on and I do have the option of not doing it versus doing it and I'm not passionate about it, you know, I'm not going to do it. It's plain and simple. So I, I really think you establish goals, you write them down, you make sure that they're ones that you're passionate about. And then just like you mentioned, Anthony, I mean, if you're, if you're taking actions, you need to be taking those actions in accordance with your goals. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's real important is, you know, just to give you an example, I had a coaching session once with an engineer who was going through a master's degree program and she realized that during the coaching call that this is not what she wanted to do. So she ended up canceling her program and going a different direction. But the reason that that's important is because it goes back to what I was talking about. If you have goals, then you should be taking action that's moving you towards the goals. The worst thing you could do is maybe go into a master's degree program that's going to spend two years working towards something that's not really what you want to do. Now, you can always take something positive out of it. I'm sure you'll learn stuff that you could apply later on, but no one wants to spend the time and the thousands of dollars on that if it's not 
what you're passionate about. So I think that's the point of today's take action today's segment is to, you know, take action and try to take action that's going to move you towards those goals. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. You can go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash seven nine. That's the number seven nine. You can leave your comments. We monitor all the comments and we will respond if you leave us one. And remember, you can always email us, like we said before, Anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com or Chris at engineeringcareercoach.com. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.